Hey there. If you're anything like me, you have dreams you want to make reality or goals you want to achieve. But let's face it, time is not on your side. You're busy, you're tired. And when in the world would you carve out the amount of time you would need to achieve anything above and beyond the day-to-day -day load you're already carrying? Welcome to Mom on the Fringe. I am your host, Amy Matthews Mootville. I'm a busy mom of three young children, an entrepreneur, singer, voice teacher, and lover of any old piece of furniture that needs restoration. I am here to support you, encourage you, and give you tactical tips and tools to help you find those hidden pockets of time in your busy week and use that time to your advantage. Let's get started. Well, hello there. Welcome to Mom on the Fringe. This is Amy. And over the next few weeks, I want to break our podcast episodes up into a mini series about starting your own business. And if you're already in your business, I want to talk about working on your business and all the things surrounding being a small business owner. I want to start from the beginning and take you as far as we can possibly go. Now, you might be asking, wait a minute, I thought you were a voice teacher and I thought you were a singer and what do you do exactly? That's a question I get all the time. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about my journey. I've shared with you in previous podcast episodes before, but I have always been passionate about entrepreneurialism, even back, way back, as far as my college years, when my roommate changed all the titles on my books I had checked out from the library about entrepreneurialism. I think I had a book called How to Market Your Services because I was really um, interested in learning the ins and outs of starting my own voice studio. And I came home to find she had changed the titles. I think she changed that one to how to market your big boobs. Really funny, Sarah. Really funny. Anyway, I have been really excited about entrepreneurialism for years. And it's just started to become, in, over the last three years, something that I'm finding myself doing without even thinking about it right? It's something that I'm just sort of organically kind of moving into without giving it much thought. Now, I didn't get a degree in marketing, and that has what has held me up for several years as I've always come up around to this idea of, hey, I could be a small business coach. And I've always struggled, which we'll talk about today, with, wait a minute, that wasn't what I went to school for. So you might be in a similar position I was in, and you're wanting to do something too that you feel like, oh, I didn't go to school to do that, but I wish I would have. And I'm going to talk to you today about how that is not necessarily a prerequisite anymore. If you are looking to pivot and change to something else, you don't necessarily have to have a college degree to do that. Silence. 
I'm going to say that again. You don't necessarily have to have a college degree to change to a different career. Now, yes, there are certain things that require certifications like teaching, obviously being a doctor and things like that that require school and certifications and, um, you know, high levels of testing. (laughs) But and we want them to stay that way. However, there are fields that you can pivot into that don't. And you can learn everything you need to know about it online. So I'm going to start with just talking about the types of people that I want to talk with over this series. The first one is possibly a stay-at-home mom who used to work in a field that no longer works for you and your family. And you'd like to start your own business, but you're not sure exactly where to begin. It's possible you went to school to do that thing that no longer works for you and your family. And you're like me, and I'll talk about that in just a minute, where I found myself going, oh my gosh, I have dedicated my entire adult life to learning how to do this thing. And I love it still, but it's not working for my family. And really, I have some other things I'd like to explore. Okay? So you're the first person I'm going to be talking with. Or maybe you're a working mom who just isn't satisfied with the job you're currently in and the company that you're working for. And you want to find a way to get back home so you can be there more with your kids, but you're afraid of taking that leap. We're going to also talk to you. Or perhaps you're already working on your business and you find yourself burnt out. You're in the trenches, you're doing all the things, your business is up and running, you've got clients, you've got customers, and you just don't know how to scale and what to do next to get to the place where you're working on your business as well as working in your business. Okay, and we're going to talk to you as well. So over the next few weeks, we're going to break up the tasks so you can determine whatever it is you need to do next. I love Emily Freeman's new book out called The Next Right Thing. It can be really daunting, especially in this day and age when there's so much technology and so many things in your face all day long, information overload. But I'm going to break it down really simply for you. If you want to make a change. I firmly believe if you want to do it, you can find a business that is right for you in your family. Yeah, it takes a little digging and you have to take one step at a time to get to where you want to go, but I believe you can do it. Okay. So today I'm going to talk about the exact person I was over three years ago. My kids were ages seven, four, and two. And I had gone to school to do exactly what I had been doing, which was teaching voice lessons and singing. And I had done that for 18 years. And then my third child was born, my daughter. And it became very clear that this was no longer working. Now, I'm going to give a little disclaimer because some of you are like, but you were working from home doing what you'd trained to do. Why didn't you just make it work? Let me tell you something. And you can look, you can listen to some of my previous podcast episodes. I did everything I could to make it work. And while I still love it, 
and I'm sure I'll get back to it one of these days when they're a little older, I realized this isn't working for my kids. And here's the here's one of the big reasons. Most people need voice lessons during the hours of three to seven in the evening. And while that's maybe possible to do one night a week, it's not possible to do every night of the week. And if you had a stable amount of students coming every single hour and they were paying you on time and no one ever missed a lesson and there was never any scheduling conflicts, that would be really ideal, right? I was earning more per hour than I could earn in four hours at my job at Apple. But it was hard to stay consistent and we were in an up and down roller coaster as a family. And in some of the previous episodes um, of this podcast, I talk about what happened in our lives that jolted me literally out of being a stay-at-home mom into the workforce for a corporation, into an entry-level position. But how during the day when I was working at my job, I was allowed to listen to whatever I wanted on my headphones, and I started listening to podcast episodes. And listening to those podcast episodes, shout out to Shalene Johnson and Amy Porterfield and Pat Flynn and all of these amazing podcasters that I was listening to. It helped me figure out what I needed to do next for me and my family. And over the course of the last three years, since 2016, I have been working on that. Okay. So In this episode, I also want to make it really simple and clear. I had a conversation with a girlfriend of mine the other day who had been listening to my podcast, and she said, Amy, I love what you're saying, but I just don't really know what it is that I should do or could do. And she's like, I've been in survival mode for the last three or four years. I mean, her daughters are... Um, you know, in their teenage years and, uh, you know, graduating from high school, she works full time for a company. And she also is taking care of her aging mom and her sister passed away uh, of cancer two years before. So she is, she's been in a survival stage of her life. And she's like, I just don't know what it is I need to do next. And I'm going to say very clearly, like I said to her, you don't need to have it all figured out right now. You don't need to know everything right now. It will become clear to you when you're ready and you're not in survival mode. So if you're a a new mommy or an expecting mom to a new baby and you have little ones running around and you're, you're totally sleep deprived and you don't know which end is up. You are in a phase that is going to pass and you are going to come out of that. But right now you're in, you are in survival mode. So don't worry about all the things that I'm talking about today so much. You can refer back to it down the road when you're ready. You don't have to be, by the way, an entrepreneur at all. If you're happy staying at home and don't need the extra income, You do what you need to do. I have many friends who are perfectly happy as stay-at-home moms, as homeschooling moms, as uh, moms just 
taking care of the house while their kids are at school. They're doing volunteer work. They're helping up at the schools. Hey, shout out to you because that is awesome what you are doing. And you don't need to be coming up with a business idea. Okay. This is totally not a prerequisite for being an amazing woman. You already are. Okay. But if you are like I was and you realize that you needed to bring in extra income and you're creative and you want to do something from home, I have a few ideas for you that will help you determine what it is that you could do. So are you ready to get started? I'm going to list how to go about determining what it is you need to do in order to find out if your business idea would be a good one or if you're even in the phase where you're like, I don't even know what I would do. Okay, I'm going to give you also some resources for that if you're still in brainstorming mode. It's totally fine to be there. I was there for much, much longer than I thought I would be. So this is a process, by the way, that you're going to go through if you're in that phase where I was trying to figure it out. This is a process that may take you a couple months or a couple years. And I don't want to discourage you by saying that, but your timetable looks differently than the person next to you. Okay, so don't feel pressure. This is just information you can use if you're really in the place where you're thinking about what to do next. All right, so number one, excuse me, I have a frog in my throat today. You need to determine what types of things you think you could do. And I want you to take a piece of paper. If you're in the car listening or if you're on treadmill or whatever, I know people listen to podcasts at different times. Don't worry, you can come back to this and actually go straight to my blog where I'm gonna be writing all of this out too. And you can read this later. But I want you to take out a piece of paper and make a list of those things that you could do on a piece of paper. And I don't want you to rule anything out yet. We're going to get to that. Now, I also want you to take another piece of paper, blank sheet, and fold it in half and then fold it in fourths. So now what you have when you unfold it are four sections, four quadrants, as Pat Flynn calls them in his book, Will It Fly?, which is an amazing book if you're looking to start a new business. He takes you through all the steps. Um, It's a little more complex and detailed than what I'm, a lot more than what I'm taking you through today. But if you really want to get in and really get some good quality information, he's he's very technical and very analytical, and he will take you through all of that. For my purposes today, I just want you to take some simple steps to get thinking. So in each of those quadrants is what he calls them, write down your four biggest priorities. So priority number one, priority number two, priority number three, and priority number four. And I want you to start general, but then I want you to get really specific. So if it's being able to be there with your kids, I want you to get real specific. Like, what does that mean for you? Do you want to be there when they wake up in the morning? Do you want to be there when they get home in the evening? Uh, Do you want to be there for soccer games or football games or dance recitals? What do you want to be there for? Okay. For all of it, (laughs) 
just be really specific there. I'm going to actually give you mine so that you can see what I did. Okay, so mine was being with my kids when they get home from school. Um, and also in the evenings for dinner and that sort of thing. So that ruled out the voice lessons, right? <laughs> and I'll get to that, how I, how I did that. Then also being able to travel when I want to. All of our family is out of town. Some of them are out of the country. So for me, starting a business, I could, I really could never see myself doing a brick and mortar that I was stuck at here in the place where I live in Austin, because I want, I need to be able to be mobile with my business. So that was really important mobility. Okay. And then I had an X amount of money that I needed to earn every month. Now for me, that number is $2,000 for you. It could be less. It could be 500. Maybe it's, uh, you know, the ability to go and buy new shoes when you want to buy them. Who knows what your reasoning is? It There's no wrong or right answer here. But I want you to think about what that is and get really specific about the number. For me, 2000 was my ideal number. Obviously, I could go over that. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. But I need to be able to do something that is going to allow us to pay off debt earlier, start putting in our savings, and um, take care of just, you know, vacations and that sort of thing. We were struggling for so many years on one income. And for me, I needed to know that I could bring that in. And then my other uh, priority in those quadrants was being able to work a certain number of hours per week. I looked at my schedule. I looked at all the kids things. I looked at all the things that I needed to be at. And my husband's job by the way, at this point in our lives, it could change anytime. But my husband's job is the breadwinner position. And it's that by default. He's been there for 15 years where he works. And he his job is the most important at this moment. And like I said, that could change. But I want to make that clear because I can't just schedule things that would be on a day where he might be traveling. Um, without really considering all the cost, okay? So if I'm doing something that would require me to be gone and he's gone too, then I have to think about sitter care. And so I have to really think through my calendar of when I can work so that it also doesn't inconvenience him very much. And I know there are a lot of people like, oh, who cares? You know, that's that's not your your place. But I really feel that's my personal thing. I It's it's who I am. It's how our family operates. And that's how we do it. So I've spent too much on number two, but those are my four quadrants. Number three, I want you to refer to your list and write down which things you could do in each quadrant. So in the being home when my kids get home from school quadrant, I might put in four or five of the jobs that I listed that I could do. Uh, but perhaps those same things that I, those same jobs wouldn't fall into one of the other quadrants I listed. So you're going to put as many of the jobs in, uh, in each quadrant as you can. Once you have all the possible jobs, this is number four, in all the quadrants, I want you to see some patterns. Which things ended up in only one quadrant? That you can just eliminate. It's not going to work out. Maybe two. You can also eliminate if it's just in two quadrants. 
Now, you need to rule those out immediately. Don't even think about it anymore. They won't work for you at this moment. Maybe down the road, maybe at another time, but they're not going to work for you right now. So then you can look at the ones that are in three quadrants and, and then all four and look at those things that keep showing up in all of your top priority quadrants. That is what you want to pursue, something that shows up in all four. It could be all three because, you know, the amount of money you make per month, you won't know that until you start, right? So it has the potential. If it has the potential of earning that fairly quickly, it could be something that's a not yet thing, okay? But it will be. So that's okay. You can still count that as a quadrant. Number five. I hope I haven't confused you too much. This is a, a mouthful. And I'm also, by the way, going to put this in my blog, like I said, under the title, All the Things. And I'll give you a link in the show notes so you can go to the blog if you can't listen to all of this. But I want you to think of five people in your life doing things you could see yourself doing. And it could be anyone or or anything. And then you're going to start to think about those five people and what their lives look like. We talked a little bit about that back in a few episodes back with comparison and admiration and emulation. Think about how their lives look. And you really need to find out by talking with them and see what do your life what do your lives look like? I mean, how does this really look behind the scenes? So you can get a good idea of if it would be something for you. Number six, if you haven't already done so, start narrowing down to your top three things that you could do. And if you feel like it will help you, you know, you can pray about it. You can talk it over definitely with your husband and with your friends and family. We definitely need to pray over it. And some of you, by the way, if you have a tendency, if you have friends that are sort of, hmm, how do I want to say this? If they are struggling themselves with trying to figure out their lives, they might not be the best uh, for you to talk to about your ideas. So um, I I would really be very discerning uh, about talking to people that may not get what it is you're thinking about. There's a lot, even though we are progressing and so much is changing and we are in this digital age of so much we can do. I mean, the possibilities are really endless of all the things you can do from home. Um, there are people out there that are still stuck and they're great, wonderful, well-meaning people, but they're still stuck in the way things were. And they have a hard time thinking outside the box of how successful this business could be for you. So maybe you can avoid talking to them just yet, but definitely talk with God and talk with your husband about it for sure. And some maybe some mentors that are in the business. Okay, moving on. Number seven, start taking steps toward learning how to do what you want to do. So if you already know, because you've done it before and you know it works, then you're many steps ahead. You can definitely start that business back up and hit the ground running. But if you haven't done it before, then all it will take is for you to start concentrating on that and moving in that direction. 
no matter how scared or tired or uncertain you may be. Okay. There are so many online resources. I'm going to list a few in the show notes because there are wonderful resources for learning new things. I mean, you can even go on YouTube and learn them for free. And uh, I know in our episode last week, I talked to my friend Olivia and she talked about Skillshare. Skillshare.com is a wonderful place to learn new things. And that would be a great place to start as well. So take a look at Skillshare. I'll list that in the show notes. Number eight, this is a mouthful, sorry. Try to eliminate fear around learning something new. If you've ever done it before, there's going to be a learning curve. If you've never done it before, sorry. But don't let that stop you. You can do it. Anything out there that somebody else is doing that you admire and you think is really cool and you would love, I mean, in your wildest dreams, if it ever worked out to do that for a living, guess what? You can do it. I'm here to say you can learn. I, I, I'm, I'm sort of pegged and I don't actually mind it. I'm a jack of all trades. I love learning. I've mentioned that before. It's something that is fun for me. I love learning to learn how to do new things. So much so that my sister one day, we were visiting in Kansas City where my family lives, and my sister is a silversmith. Um, and she's actually a nurse, but she actually has her certification in, in silversmith, and she's a jeweler, and she makes beautiful jewelry. And one day I said, can you teach me how to do that? I really want to learn how to do that. And she kind of jokingly said, find your own hobby. <laughs> But I, and I, I, I laughed and then I thought, oh gosh, I hope she doesn't think I'm trying to like rein in on what she does so well. I just want to learn. I just want to learn how to do it. So because I'm like that, I'm always looking for things I can try and, and do. If there is a sushi making class, I want to sign up. I want to learn how to do that. If there's a brush lettering class, I learned how to do that. So there are so many things out there and it's so possible to learn, okay? So try to eliminate that fear around learning something new. Even if you feel like, gosh, I could never do that. Stop yourself in your tracks and say, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can learn. Um, there's two sets of uh, mindsets in this. And I love, there's actually a book out about this by Tom Bilyeu called, um, actually, I don't even know what it's called. I should look that up and put that in the show notes. But he talks about fixed mindset versus growth mindset. And we really want to get past this idea that it's a fixed thing. Like, oh, I'm always this, or I've never been good at this. Because we can grow and we can learn and we can change courses. That's absolutely what I believe. And you might be like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you, I don't know. But it's true. You can change exactly what you're doing. You can pivot to something else. Number nine, I want you to start prioritizing your time in order to do that thing every single day. I've talked about this before. I've mentioned the book, The Slide Edge, talking about finding pockets of time in your everyday life to do the things you want to do and achieve your goals. And this fits in to that. Even if it's only 20 minutes or 30 minutes, start making that goal, that business idea, your priority. All right? You've got to start somewhere. 
And number 10, be patient. Starting something new takes time, guys. We all have to start somewhere. You're not going to be amazing at it the first try. If you've done it before and you're picking it back up again, it's going to take you a little time to get back into it. So don't put so much pressure on yourself and say, I've got to do this by a certain time. We all start somewhere. Okay, so this is for the person who is looking for some inspiration to start your own business. Consider this your swift kick in the booty. Okay, loving kick. If you're coming from a place of not having a clue about what you're supposed to do and you can't even make that list on a sheet of paper, I am actually offering you a full list of job opportunities you could consider doing today at home right now. It's called the top 50 businesses for stay-at-home moms, but it could also be entitled the top 50 work from home businesses of 2019. And I want you to do me a favor. Don't rule any of them out until you've talked with people openly and honestly in those businesses who have been doing them for at least two years and really learn what they are all about. Like I said before, if you don't go to show notes or you can't find the show notes, just go over to my website at www.momonthefringe.com forward slash all the things. This is the very first episode of this podcast series that's going to help you brainstorm a new business idea, start your business, and work on your business if you're already doing it in a way that is going to scale your business and get more clients. So thank you so much for listening. I love being with you today and I can't wait to share the next episode with you. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for sticking around and listening to this podcast episode. It means so much for me. And please don't forget to leave a review. Till next time, bye-bye.